everyone thanks for checking out campfire stories but did you know that you can actually join us live on spotify's new live audio app spotify green room nothing to be scared about every tuesday at 8 p.m eastern join us for an interactive discussion about everything ghoulish and ghostly all you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app and sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. You can also click on the link in our series or episode descriptions. Then follow Campfire Stories to get notified when our room is going live every Tuesday, and we'll save you a spot by the fire. So remember, download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Campfire Stories live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hi. I honestly, I can hear you now. And I, oh. it was just me. It, I, that's, that's what I said, but you couldn't hear me. <laughs> oh, it was me being technical, technologically inept, <laughs> but I'm here now and I couldn't be more thrilled. You guys, we just had the most incredible weekend in Austin, Texas. I'm staying. physically still recovering. Corinna is still like, there, to be honest. I, you're I, you're well, in Austin still. To be honest, I literally am still in Austin, Texas. I'm just staying. You're just not in a haunted hotel anymore. At least that we know of. Well, let's not think about that. I already haven't slept four nights. (laughs) I've survived a tornado. I survived a haunted hotel. You did. With you this weekend, which was awesome. Yes. It was so much fun. There's, I don't even know. There's so much to tell, but we're just going to talk a little bit about staying at the Driscoll Hotel before we get into all of your ghost stories. Yeah, we'll give all the dirty deets on an on a yeah. episode where we can take up ample time An hour. and not take away from <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah, you know we could talk forever. But so we stayed at the Driscoll Hotel, which we loved. Um, shout out to Eric at the front desk who truly like was our even though he didn't believe in the paranormal at the hotel. Well, he did. He just was, didn't, hadn't experienced anything himself. He was our guide to the weekend. Right. And if there hadn't been a woman who had just asked to get into the most haunted room, he for sure would have let us in that room. Oh, 100%. I feel like he was building up to that. And then someone was like, can I stay there? And he was like, oh, okay. As we were leaving, he ran up and gave us his business card and said, if you're ever in Austin again or need anything. And I was like, Corinne, you should reach out to him this week. Wait. Why don't you reach out to him this week and try to see 525? And see if I can go. I'm alone. I'm scared. Who wants to go with Corinne? If anyone's in Austin, (laughs) let her know. We should hit him up. I should just, yeah, just be in there with a request. I'm going to make him stay with me and hold my hand the whole time we're in there. (laughs) But see if we get any audio, you know. We did take a ton of audio walking around, doing our things, but we have not listened back yet. So I'm nervous okay. too. Me too. Yeah. We'll have to split it up because we have a lot of audio and we'll we listen talk. to it and see if we caught anything. Um, well, so we stayed on the fourth floor, which is not famously known as the haunted floor. There are a few encounters that people have had. Some people have seen or like a security guard had heard or smelt someone smoking a cigar. And this is a smoke-free hotel. So he was like, what is going on? And then he feels a hand on his shoulder and a, and a voice, a male voice say, do you have a light? When he turns around, there's no one there. And he like promptly basically quit his job because he was like, nope, not dealing with this. Uh, We talked about this on our Patreon live stream that we did too. Um, But so that is believed, I guess, Jesse Driscoll was on the fourth floor smoking a cigar. We luckily did not experience anything Mm -mm. aside from there were two times when I was in the bathroom and the lights flickered. The first time was when I was shaving my legs and it flickered twice. And then the other time I was just using the loo. And maybe uh, Jesse likes again. a hairy girl. He was like, no need to do that task. Don't Sabrina. strip your body of your hair. I no, love I like Bigfoot. All natural. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it only happened to you. The lights only flickered when you yeah. were in the bathroom. And it wasn't bad. I didn't feel anything weird. I was just like, maybe the AC turned on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... We have a lot of actual audio, so we'll see if we if we capture anything. But in terms of our our stay, it was relatively okay. 
I think I spooked, I think you spooked me more than anything because on our first <laughs> night you, I was like, just about to fall asleep. And then you were like, I don't know which way to turn. Cause I don't know where the ghost is going to pop up hovering above me. I was like, all right, well, that's the end of my slumber. Wait, and apparently then, our mics are cutting in and out. Can people what? hear us? Uh Oh, Oh no. Oh, other people said, Oh, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Everybody's having individual issues. Yeah. Then I am concerned about your individual spirits. Yes. Okay. But what I also wanted to to bring up was not only did Sabrina scare me, but she also scared fellow people just wandering the halls at night because you you brought this nightgown that you ordered on Amazon. Yeah, it's like, it's like a Victorian flowy nightgown, and I love it. It's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful, and you wear it well in a very spooky Victorian woman way. And we were walking through the halls and we were like taking content, you know, like I was taking like a picture, like a video of you looking into the mirror. Okay. Well, yeah, you were taking a video of me standing by the mirror, staring at myself very creepily and a man exits his room. And he's like in workout clothes. Like he's got his water bottle, his gym shorts and he's walking, but he's like really quiet. And I can, it's also like 11 PM. Right. And I can just like feel his energy and like vibration of, he just had a nervous energy about him. And then finally (laughs) we turned around and kind of nervously laughed ourselves because we're like, oh, we we were caught. Like Like, we we were caught being really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't mind us. Like just ignore us. And he goes, honestly, I'm just really glad you guys turned around because I thought I was seeing something. I thought I was having an encounter. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, not yet. Not yet. (laughs) <laughs> not quite so maybe that was the scariest thing that happened at the Driscoll Hotel this weekend you me <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if Nick's on here but um, I'm gonna start standing in creepy places in our apartment in my Victorian gown and see what happens I love it he is he is here oh he's He's in for a treat. I like how he said he is. (laughs) Not like I am. He is. Oh, Oh, man. It was so fun. It was such a blast. And I'm just glad that we have this to continue our high of the paranormal and get more stories from all of you. We do not have a theme this week. It is a free for all. We're thinking at the end of next week's episode, we'll pick another theme. So in, I guess, two weeks from now, we'll have a themed episode. But mm-hmm. just going to keep it free for all. If you guys want to raise your hand and request to speak, you can tell us any story, ghost, alien, Bigfoot, what what have you. Know you we like and believe in it all. So yes. <laughs> no yeah. boundaries here. You can even tell us about the creepy thing you found in your basement that isn't haunted, but it's creepy. Like, we're, we're here for all of it. Um we would love to ask that people keep it to five-ish minutes just so we can get as many people up here as possible. And uh, I'll try, I'll give a heads up to two people at a time. So we're going to do Adriana and then Rajani. I, I hope that's how you say your name. You can correct us when you come up. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Adriana, you're up. Hello. Hi guys. Oh my gosh. This is my first time like listening live and I'm so surprised that you guys picked me. So thank you. Oh, thank (laughs) you for joining us. Um, I always listen to your podcast while I'm at work. I'm a cleaner. And so it definitely gets me through my day. So thank you guys. You have the best job for listening to podcasts. I do. Yes. Um, That's so great. Thank you. Um, So I actually have a sleep paralysis story or however anybody wants to interpret it. Um, I guess I'll just get right into it. So I was living with my boyfriend at his mom's house and he would work nights. So I would typically sleep alone and I can't pinpoint exactly when it started, but, um, it was very progressive. So I was like laying down, going to sleep. And all of a sudden one night I heard footsteps and it seemingly normal because we had other people living in the house too. And so it just kind of brushed it off. And then the next night 
it felt like someone had walked into the room. I was facing the wall. It felt like somebody had walked into the room and just stood at the end of the bed. And I could feel their presence just like standing there. But I just, I'm terrified. So I was like, it's nothing. I'm going to stay sleeping. (laughs) So I just ignored it. And then the following night it happened again and um, it was just like standing there. And so that kind of kept happening a few nights in a row. And, but I never like turned around. It was like when I was already kind of in that sleep mode where it's like terrifying, but you're fine. (laughs) If that makes sense. And so one night though, it got really bad. And um, I, I went to bed and I heard it come in the room and it was, it like went underneath the desk that I had in my bed. What? And it was whispering to me. <gasps> what was it whispering? What was it saying? I couldn't understand it. <clears throat> it sounded like, honestly, it was like, like, you know, it, and I was so scared at this point and I like, I, I, looked up sleep paralysis at this time. And they say like, don't fight against it. Just calm yourself and go to sleep. But I was so scared and angry about this thing being here. It made me so mad. And so I was trying to fight it and I was trying to sit up and I couldn't sit up, but like, I could feel myself like pulling to sit upward. And I was like, F you go away. F you. And, and, um, I don't even know how I ended up falling back asleep. I think it just like ended up going away somehow, but that was the end of that. And it didn't come back, but then we had gotten our first apartment and luckily this next encounter was the last time, but it felt like the same spirit. It was so crazy. Um, So this time my boyfriend was in just our living room and we had this chair next to our bed that I would like sit and read in. And I was taking a nap and all of a sudden I can feel it sitting in the chair and I can kind of picture it, but I'm not looking at it. And I was like, Oh no, go away, go away. And I, it like started reaching its hand over, like I was facing the opposite way and it started reaching its hand over. What? Yes. And I don't know. I can't even remember how it ended, but like, I remember asking my my boyfriend, I was like, didn't you hear me? Like I was telling, like, I was yelling, help me. Like, you know, I was yelling for you. And he's like, no, like, I kind of heard you like softly like moan, but it just sounded like, you know, getting comfortable, you know, I was like, no, I was terrified. Trapped in your body as a sleep paralysis demon is approaching you. Oh my gosh. I couldn't even believe it. And I don't, I can't pinpoint what it was, but the house beforehand just had always had a bad energy and our apartment was like this just really creepy building. But yeah, that was the last time it happened. It never happened again in our apartment and it never happened in our house. So I Yeah. I don't know how to explain that, but it was just a crazy experience ever. And I haven't had any issues with sleep paralysis since. Well, I wonder if part of it is because of your reaction. Like you, you, I feel like you took all the right steps in in terms of like trying to banish it and like rid it from (laughs) you, like rejecting it and telling it it's, it can't be there. And so perhaps that's what contributed to you kind of like conquering and and having this victory over this thing and not having to experience it again. But that's the hope. (laughs) When was this? When, so when was the last time you had the experience? Oh, it was a couple, it was like, gotta be two and a half years ago now because, okay, great. But it was like such a traumatic thing. Like, I remember the feeling and I recently mm. was talking to a friend who was talking to me about how she was experiencing sleep paralysis. And it's just so hard to explain to people how like you can be so terrified, but then like wake up and go on with your day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like an actual, tra- it's a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. but it it's just physical. so happens on top of mental. Yes. It's, it's truly creating a chemical reaction in your body. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm really glad you haven't had it since. I hope, I hope you never do. It sounds like you banished it and you were strong enough against it and told it to get up, get out. So I'm glad. Yeah. Thanks for letting me share that. I'm super excited to um, be talking to you guys. So yeah, I just can't thank you for all you guys do. Oh, well, thank you. It would be nothing without you. Yeah, truly. Thank you for sharing with us. (laughs) Of course. This is reminding me of when uh, I've had 
sleep paralysis, one of the things that I hate about it is that occasionally after like a really bad sleep paralysis encounter, I feel like sometimes you spend so much energy fighting yourself to wake up that when you do wake up, like I felt myself fighting to stay awake. Like I want, you're so, so tired. Yeah. I want to fall back in into yeah. slumber, but then I'm like, I can't because then it's going to get me again. Right. Which <laughs> makes you wonder if like, you're actually kind of awake when the sleep process is happening. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, I feel like it is. There's something, there's something yeah. to it. Something's happening. It's a, we believe that it's more than just your brain fabricating. Things. Oh, 100%. There's no way it's just that. I just saw a meme. I think I sent it to you, Corinne. I just saw a meme and it was like, my favorite thing about looking back on childhood is like remembering the energy I had. Mm. So I'm going to blame demons and ghosts on why I have <laughs> zero energy nowadays in my life. Why we have to take pills, supplements, and coffee oh, and teas to lots of stay coffee. alert enough to like just survive during the day. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to bring up Rajani, but please correct me because I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, Hi, Hello. my name is Rajni. 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 Thank Rajni. you. Yes. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm actually going to talk something about uh, the experience that my uncles had. And uh, this was in rural part of India. And usually during summer vacation, we would go over and visit them. And what happened is one day I was just chilling in the evening and I saw it was late evening. It's probably around like 10 o'clock, probably night, I would say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was just relaxing. And then I heard both my uncles walk into the house. Both were looking very, very disturbed, very shook. Mm -hmm. And uh, my older uncle is actually a priest and uh, my younger uncle was just accompanying him to some place. Uh, they were probably getting groceries. I don't remember. I was, I was like 12 or something at that point. But then um, what happened is they actually told me what happened that day. And strangely, they didn't think that it was too scary for a 12-year-old. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so my... Yeah, he, uh, both of them were on the motorbike and they were coming back. Uh, so this was obviously late at night. They were coming back from running some errand and um, they were riding on a pretty desolate road. And suddenly the bike just broke down. It just at a turn, it just gave away and they tried everything and it was just not working. And then finally they're like, okay, let's, let's do something. And then they tried switching it on and off again. You know, the pretty standard trick that works on everything. Yeah. But if your computer (laughs) or phone aren't working, just reset it. Exactly. Yeah. They tried that. And then finally it sprang to life and then they were like, okay, let's, let's hit the road again. And just as they were going from the shoulder back into the road and just imagine like a poorly lit rural uh it's not a highway but then a main road so they were just hitting the main road and they could hear a pair of footsteps just running after them and 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 they're on like a bike they're yes they're going a faster speed Exactly. And, but then this, these pair of footsteps was like actually gaining to um, no. speed towards them. Oh, and no. while they were like, what the hell is that? And then uh, while they were about to turn, they heard a whiplash right at their feet. And they are like, oh, and my, my uh, older uncle, who is the priest, he was like, you know what? He told his brother, do not look around. Do not look around. Just keep chanting the mantras that we have. And they both chanted the mantra so loudly. And then they did not stop until they reached home. And they're like, you know what? I don't know what happened. And then we were like, what were you doing? What What was the errand? And he told me that he was actually uh, visiting a family who was supposedly troubled by some spirits. Oh. So, so it followed so, um, them. Yes. And and the crazy part is the place where the uh, his motorbike broke down. That place has the highest number of accidents. 
So, and it's, it's supposed to be like they, everyone usually blames like, oh, there are potholes or something like that. But then that place in general, that corner where you have to turn right, that's the place where uh, they have a lot of accidents and nobody knows why. And then my uncle was like, I'm 100% sure that it has a high spirit activity. That's the reason that's happening over there. Yeah. Well, that reminds me so much of Corinne, the story you covered of the Florida I-4 dead zone. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Oh, my goodness. It makes you wonder like if there's something that happened there to cause this or if there's maybe, I don't know, maybe like a ley line or some type of energy that's there that causes all these accidents. Yeah, because in Indian um, uh, culture, or I can say it's it's kind of a superstition. So whenever you have um, something wrong going on, like you just try to get the evil eye out. Mm-hmm. So you usually have a lemon, a small lemon, a whole lemon. You just uh, try to, you know, uh, get the negative energy of the house into the lemon and you throw it oh. into a cross in the intersection, like a four-way intersection. And because that's the devil's intersection, right? Like oh, that's yeah. the four-way. So that's where you throw it so that all the energy, evil energy goes away. So I'm thinking Wait, are that people just chucking lemons at yes. cars? <laughs> <laughs> cars, <laughs> like in the middle in of the road. The yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's we are not advocating for anyone to throw lemons at cars that's what i was picturing i was just picturing like people just walking past and like whoop, like tossing it as hard as they can oh into gosh. the intersection that is so fascinating i love hearing different cultures and the ways that they help rid of spirits that's that's something yeah. i feel like it's worth trying for people who are having trouble with spirits yeah, because even in, in um, any type of vehicle or any uh, house, you would see an Indian house, you would see lemon and green peppers together. That's supposed to be uh, um, kind of like a magnet. So any evil eye that falls befalls them would be trapped in that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Kim in the chat just said, when life gives you lemons, banish evil spirits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great phrase. It's so good. Our new motto. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me over. This was so fun. Thank I you. I was so hopeful that you would pick me. Oh, well, we're so grateful you came on. I, I do have a question. How did your uncles, so the, the footsteps were following him and they felt like this presence followed them. What did they do? How did they get rid of it? Did they do the they, thing? Uh, no, they actually chanted the mantra. So it's kind of like you know, uh, saging or uh, mm-hmm. reciting Bible verses. It's kind of like that. So there are specific mantras to do s- specific things in Indian culture. So they just chanted these mantras. And after a certain point, they did not hear the footsteps follow. So oh, great. I, think it, they, I think it didn't follow. <laughs> them, but then I would have been so scared to get off my bike. 100%. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing. This is truly, I mean, the the sound of footsteps following you in the car and like moving inhumanly fast is up there with my biggest nightmares. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's oh, why thank the you. movie It Follows freaks me out because it's just like <laughs> someone following you, someone chasing you, the sound yeah. of the footsteps. Wow. Oh, thank well, you so much. Thank you. Okay. Now with... Now I feel less bad about buying like 12 lemons every single week being like, oh, I'm going to be so healthy and I'm going to put lemons and things and in my salads and in my dressing and in my water in the morning and I never use them and they go bad so fast. But now I'm starting to think that maybe they're just sucking up all the bad energy from my apartment and that's why they're... I'm curious if there's anything like, what if you then eat that lemon? I don't, I don't know. We'll have to find out more. We'll follow the two ways. Should should we test you eat the rotten lemons and, and I eat the good ones? (laughs) Well, I don't really want to eat rotten ones. (laughs) Feels unfair trade off there. That doesn't seem like I'm getting the good end of this deal. I know. Fine. You're going to room 525 at the Driscoll by yourself. (laughs) Okay. Um, Heather in the chat was tempting me with vampires because 
if everyone's been listening to the recent episodes, I am obsessed with watching Vampire Diaries lately, and I think I'm a vampire now. And or I'd love to um, become one. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up Heather, and then I'm going to bring up Birdie after that. Oh, and Birdie just said that she's one with kids, so this is great. Oh, Little preview. Right now we get vampires, then we get kids. Hello, Hi, Heather. Look at your sweet cat. You know, I'm not the cat lady. It is Sabrina, but black cats just steal my heart. They really do. I mean, <laughs> I what's your cat's say- name? This is Luna. I think the last time you guys picked me was on two twenty two twenty two. Oh, magic numbers. Ooh. Yes, and um, I remember Sabrina commented on Luna. I actually have a tuxedo cat too, and her name is Astrid, and she's kind <laughs> of a jerk. It's fun. <laughs> she, like, she picks on everybody she picks on us she picks on um luna she picks on our dog holly so we we kind of um we just call her the turd oh <laughs> luna and the turd yes i kind of <laughs> like that as like a children's book name <laughs> oh my god Heather, i can't believe you have a vampire story and you just didn't tell us last time you were here I know. You know what? I was after um, you guys brought me up to speak. It was the day after I started writing, writing down all like my paranormal kind of stuff. And I actually um, my twin sister told me about it. And I was like, how did you not tell me that there was a vampire in our room when we were kids? Oh, God. But um, basically what happened, we were about um, six or seven years old. And um, uh, my sister woke up in the middle of the night because she felt like something was watching her and she sees across the room that there's this vampire and he basically looks like your stereotypical, like old fashioned vampire. She said he had dark hair and um, eyes. He was pale and wore Victorian clothing. I can't remember if she said he had a cloak, but um, at one point um, he ended up uh, just you know, started coming close to her. Like she was like, almost like floating, like gliding across the room and she just stared at him and then she blinked and he was gone and she never saw him again. But I'm like, that's the weirdest thing because you don't hear anything about vampire stories. So I don't know if it was just like a trick of the mind or if that was real. Like, I don't know what the heck. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, it's interesting because she had like a really long, good look at this guy. So it feels like he was there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel like a trick of the mind. Yeah. And I was like, were you scared? She's like, kind of. But like, at the same time, it's like she was frozen. It's like she couldn't really move. Like, it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like she was paralyzed with fear or anything. But it was just like, it was kind of like, what just happened? More or right. less like, oh, my gosh, I'm deathly scared of this thing in my room. But right. I feel like that happens, like, we talk about sleep paralysis and, like, having that type of paralysis, but I feel like there's this weird energy that happens when spirits pop in and out of places that can cause, like, a weird time shift or warp and cause you to freeze. And like you're saying, it's not exactly fear. It's just a weird something happened and energy stopped. Yeah. Or as Bailey says in the chat, he put your sister in a trance because that's what vampires do. It's very likely. It's it kind of makes me at at this moment in time. It's like I feel like I'm jealous because I'm like I didn't experience. I'm like twins are supposed to experience the same, but um, because you share everything else. But uh, I guess not vampires. Vampires. That was (laughs) not yet for her. We'll we'll, we'll figure out what's just for you, what you get instead. Maybe Bigfoot, aliens. I don't know. There's still time. Manifest this appearance from the vampire. (laughs) I'll do it with you. We'll do a community vampire manifestation. (laughs) Oh, that would be fun. We should definitely do that. That would be be awesome. Make vampires come out of hiding. (laughs) Right. This whole time. Okay, so obviously as a child or just as a regular old human being, despite your age or location or anything, I feel like having this experience would be terrifying, but I can't help but thinking about the scene in Twilight where Edward Cullen is just like in the corner of the room at night because that's what this sounds like. He was definitely not Edward Cullen. That's right. <laughs> Man, that is, that, that is so 
creepy. The fact that it just disappeared, the, the person, the vampire just disappeared so suddenly too, does make me wonder about encounters with vampires because I think like stereotypically they do have the ability to like, you know, pop up in places and move with a lot of speed. But it makes me wonder about like just time in general, especially because you didn't wake up and you didn't experience it. But maybe, maybe that was intentional. Maybe it was like this warp of space where this vampire controlled it so that he could potentially, you know, scout out a victim and not have anyone else intervene. Are you saying that Heather's twin was a victim of a vampire? Maybe, maybe the intention was, was, and then he, and then they locked eyes and then he's like, ah, just a wee child. Never mind. Yeah. Like, oh man, she's awake. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, uh, instead of me wanting to be visited by aliens now, I have a newfound desire. Wait, you want this? Bite me. <laughs> what is happening? I've been, I've been watching Vampire Diaries. It's got into my head. <laughs> I don't know. Heather, see what you fantasies. did. <laughs> sorry. <Not> sorry. <laughs> Heather, just, tell your sister to send the vampire my way. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. I uh, I just am obsessed and I will watch Vampire Diaries after this now. You're very welcome. I'm glad I finally got to share it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye, Heather. Bite me. <laughs> Bite me, please. Bite me, please. I'll start taking my necklaces off at night to make it easier. I'm just glad that this desire... It's popping up now for you and not when I was with you in New Orleans because I would have been pooping myself with fear every night being like, I know Sabrina's beckoning them. She's calling them to this place that we're staying at. It might not have been verbally said out loud, but it was happening, Corinne. Oh, shit. (laughs) Although there, okay, there was one night where you went to sleep before I did and I couldn't fall asleep and I was going to watch Vampire Diaries, but I was a little too on edge and scared. So mm-hmm. I ended up because it's a dark. I mean, the show is not like it's darker. It's PG thirteen, I guess, but it's um darker theme. So I feel like watching that in a haunted hotel was not to my benefit. What's the main guy's name again? Stefan. I'm Team Damon, though. Oh, Damon. Gosh. Yeah, I agree. I can't talk about it anymore, you guys. Hubba hubba. Right. Okay. All right. I'm gonna move on because this is listening. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, I'll tell him this later too, so it's fine. He, yeah, he's he's here. Yeah. He's listening live. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna bring up Birdie, right? That's what I said. Yes. Birdie, and then Reese, Rachel's team Klaus for Vampire Diaries. Oh, I do like one. Klaus too. Hi, Birdie. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. Oh, also so excited. <laughs> What's your cat's name? My cat's name, um, that one is Nico. We actually, I was just joking with my wife and I was saying we have a clouder and a pack. We have a clouder pack because (laughs) we just got two new puppies on Sunday and we already had two dogs and now we, and we had four cats because we had three um our big black fluffy cat died from i'm sorry cancer and complications and then um we got married in august and she was like if you let me get a little dog i'll get you a kitten i was like deal Compromise in right and then um we brought the cat home and he's just a little baby he was like nine weeks and our older cats were like don't touch us we don't we don't like to talk to you don't and so we got so we got him yeah and we took him all the way from west virginia we couldn't return him that's a 10-hour drive so, so we did it the next best thing and we went to our friend who is the chief animal hosp- animal officer in oswego and she got us another kitten around its age so we got oh two new cats instead wow. of one that was and <laughs> got so many animals all at once. It was like, uh, yeah, we right. This, we have to do right? this. But if we do that, and, we have to do this. <laughs> and a queen size bed, ladies. A queen size bed with now <laughs> a pit bull, 
a uh, water spaniel. And the new puppy is a rat terrier slash chihuahua. Not too bad. That's what we went for. And her baby, which is a rat terrier slash chihuahua slash purebred pit bull. So um, I'm not sleeping and she owes me a bigger bed. I'm imagining (laughs) the bed from Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where like all the the grandparents are sleeping in the bed. And it's it's that version. That is exactly it. And then, like, I wish that I could send you pictures because, like, the night before, I was, like, on the edge of the bed, and she sent me a picture of that cat that's in the photo on my pillow. Like, I'm at the very bottom of the pillows, and the pit bull that we already had curled up against me because that's what he does. And then the night after we got the puppies, um, she sends me another picture, and she's like, this is your life now. FYI and it is all four of the dogs curled up against me and me just clinging to the edge of the bed in my sleep (laughs) I love it have you okay so we're excited to hear your ghost story do your pets see the spirits too um yes the cat that's in the video she is usually my go-to I consider myself to be pagan-esque um and so if she starts acting shifty I'm like get the fuck out right (laughs) but um I have a story that is super recent like two days ago and I shared it in the after party group um because I was I was just like oh I was guys I was pissed (laughs) (laughs) Corinne's always asking um, the kids if they see ghosts, right? I, I usually, both me and my wife works in schools. And so, like, we come home, we take a nap, we get up about 7.30, we cook dinner, I cook dinner. And then we go about the rest of our evening. And this is how it went this day. And my son comes downstairs and he's all like, oh, guess what happened at school today? And I'm like, cool, bud, what? And mind you, my head's still a little hazy from the nap. It was a good nap, okay? (laughs) And, And he goes, well, I was talking to my friend and he was like, I saw shadow people. And I was like, bro, I saw a shadow man in my bed last night. Not in his bed, sorry. He was like, bro, I woke up in the middle of the night and looked up and near the ceiling, there was a shadow person. And I was like, I don't know what's scarier, near the ceiling or in bed. Both are terrifying. It was just hovering above them near the bed. And uh, mind you, I have have lots of stories, but I was like, this is one for Corinne because she's always asking. Yes. Because I just don't trust creepy kids. Right? No, all kids are creepy. I don't care. I don't care how much you love them, okay? You'll wake up in the middle of the night, that fucker is in the doorway, two foot tall, fucking backlit by hallway lights. It's they're all creepy. (laughs) At some point. Yes. I love it. Um um, oh sorry for the cursing, by the way. No, you're fine. I'm just like super excited. Um, anyway, so I was like, uh, excuse me, what is, we're not just going to roll by that. Like you and just say what you just fucking said. Um, <laughs> can you repeat what you, and he was like, yeah, I remember it too. No skin. Um, no, not no skin. He was like, no hair, no eyes, no mouth, just a shadow. And I oh, blinked and it was gone. And I thought it was my imagination. And I just rolled over and went back to sleep. I was like, first of all, what? <laughs> I but I'm like, <laughs> I was like, uh, don't just, scare him, don't scare him, don't scare him. Um, yeah, right. Like, stay calm, please do? stay calm. Like telling yeah, yourself had, this like voice inner monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and and you can ask my wife. My wife is like, because I'm clearly. African-American and she is not and so we joke all the time that she will do some stupid shit because she's curious and I'm like look I love you to death right but I'm not following you into the woods at night I (laughs) someone's gotta live to tell the tale okay exactly (laughs) so she's just like man something comes after us you're gone huh (laughs) look I will fight against anything I can see for you but anything I can't see uh. (laughs) I'm out of there right and so like 
he tells me and I'm like, okay, don't, don't, don't freak out. Don't. And he was like, I thought it was my imagination. So I just went to sleep and I was like, cool. You know, um, it could very well have been your imagination. It could have, but whatever we need to tell ourselves to to keep sleeping. Absolutely. Um, And I was like, but in any case, if you ever see anything like that, or if you ever feel anything like that, then you need to vocalize. And we have to talk to him, even with like regular people, you have to say what you need and what you want. And I was like, if you ever see anything like that, you need to say out loud, especially at night. You're not welcome. You need to leave. This is my safe space. No, thank you. And so he was like, OK. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. So, so that I like I get to my altar and I like gather my herbs I mean my sage my dragon's blood my fluid or water my salt you have it all you're ready and you're my, ready to go and my lighter and I storm up to his room <laughs> and he's sitting in the floor with the playing with the new puppies and I go up to his room and I lit that shit and I cleansed his room and I burned I smoked it out I opened in the windows and I cursed that fucker out and I was like how <laughs> fucking dare you be in my kids room I'm not playing with you you better go wherever the hell you came from and if you ever show your no face in my house again you're gonna wish you went to fucking hell I'm not playing <laughs> wow I, I want to like standing house. ovation <laughs> yeah. I'm like on I'm like my energy's pumping I'm like go buddy go wow right and yes. then, <laughs> so that I take a breath I calmly come downstairs my son like what happened up there I was like oh nothing but you shouldn't have any problems tonight and uh, anything else happens you let me know okay he's like okay I was like okay great I'm gonna go make this food now and then I immediately called his father because his father is also he doesn't even play with the esque words he's a um he is an ancestral priest of the Yoruba culture I called him and told him what happened. And I was like, look, if you got work to do, you better like this is not OK. He's like he's been initiated from birth, Birdie. He's going to deal with these things. And I was like, that is my baby. You better fucking fix it. <laughs> no, do not pee in the house, ma'am. Do you need to go outside? Oh, Come on. No. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my gosh. Let's go. Well, I will say like dragon's blood. We use that, like my family has, has used that in our house fun. in Vermont. And it's so helpful. Like truly when my brother oh, yeah. have things happen, like his room sometimes would be like really horribly active. And mm-hmm. every time, like that was like the top dog product that we brought out. It was like, okay, yeah. all the other stuff didn't work. Now you got to like smoke it out. Exactly. And I don't I I have a lot of sage because my family and my friends know. Right. And so every gift giving occasion, I'll get a bundle of sage. And I'm like, um, I've learned some things and, and the, the you know, the, the natives, they don't they don't deserve what we do with that. Like, and we don't we don't know the right way to use it, but I will use all the yeah. other stuff. Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to try to banish it and open a portal. No, thank you. (laughs) Well, has he seen anything since? No, he slept. Well, it literally happened Monday um, night. And then, nope, Sunday night. And he told me Monday, so yesterday. And then he slept last night. And I went in, I got up, and I checked on him a couple of times last night. And I didn't see anything or feel anything in there. And when he woke up this morning, I asked him how he slept and he said he didn't have any problems. So, so far, so I would be surprised if that spirit ever came back after the like (laughs) talking to you had with it because you told it what's up. And I, I would be, I would be shocked it ever, if it ever even set foot within like a three mile radius of your home again. I mean, I, and I, and that's another thing. I I thanked him so much. I was like, look, I know kid, like it's hard to tell parents when crazy shit happens. You're like, I'm a fucking kid. I don't know what the hell I just saw. And I remember seeing a lot of stuff when I was little and like, including like um, ectoplasm oozing from my kitchen ceiling down the walls in the kitchen 
and like being terrified to even like mention it to my mom because my family was super religious and I was like oh god they're gonna exercise me I've seen those videos I don't want nothing to do with it <laughs> and oh so my god like I was like anytime like you can talk to me if you see shit say shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly well, pretty. It sounds like you have so many experiences. I will. Can you email us more of them so we can share some more on future episodes? Absolutely. I emailed you guys a couple of weeks ago about my astral projection um, thing, wow, and <laughs> and I plan to make more emails, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing. Oh this my god. Thank you for having me. You have the energy we're all going to like channel through us when we're trying to like ward off spirits. Listen, I'm I'm not even going to lie. I am only brave because it was my baby because I have had the sleep paralysis thing and I cried like a little bitch. (laughs) Well, we can't wait to read it. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Wow. I loved Brittany's energy. I know. So great. This does make me think like, there's just so everybody who has kids, like there's so much that goes into just raising a child. And like, how do you even prepare for when they see stuff and your own reaction to those, those moments? I think you just so scary react adrenaline pumps through you. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Um, we did see in the chat too, people asking about discord and we are literally in the process of making one. Um, I had started opening one a few days ago and now you've given me the motivation. Yeah, to we truly, <laughs> this weekend <laughs> on top of going to haunted places, we had like a bit, it was like business weekend and we were talking about this year with the podcast and discord was one of the things we were like, we definitely should create a discord. So it's happening. You guys just gave us the kick in the butt to uh, push us yes. forward. So we will post that on our social media and we will also post it in the group me yeah. uh, chat once we once we have it live. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm going to bring up Reese, And then if we have time for another one, we will bring someone else up after that. Awesome. Hi, Reese. Hi. Can you hear me? You're a little far away. <laughs> Your voice is very tiny. Can you hear me better? Mm, sounds the same. No, but I think I hear goats in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I do. There are goats with you? I yeah. almost hear the goats better than I hear you. This is <laughs> this is what everyone thinks I say when I say I have a podcast named Two Girls, One Ghost. They think I say Two Girls, One See? Goat. And I'm finally living out that dream. <laughs> I got you, fam. I got you. okay can you hear me like my husband always complains about my phone we can hear you it just sounds little so we'll 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 just we'll just be very quiet as you tell your yeah we'll we'll lower our voices so that other people can bump up their audio and it doesn't scare them (laughs) okay so um this is going to be kind of long and i apologize but there's kind of like a backstory to it growing up my grandparents live next door to my parents in the house I grew up in. So my cousins and I being dumb kids did a lot of Ouija and that particular house. And, you know, we were playing around, so we didn't close anything. Um, so when my grandparents passed away and, you know, left the house, I wound up moving in there with my ex-husband and, um, I was a heroin addict for a long time. So things got really bad between us. And he finally decided that to get me clean, that he was going to pack our family up and he was going to move us 250 miles south to his mom's house. And um, that was going to get me clean. So as we're moving, like it was literally one big van load at a time over a period of like a couple months. Um, I started, I started seeing things and it started when I was walking through the living room into my room and I looked at like this little love seat that we had up against the wall and I saw a girl sitting on the couch and she was like in a white dress and solid white, you know, skin and her head was down and her hair was covering her face. And I looked and I looked again and it was gone. And I was like, okay, like I'm high. I'm seeing shit kind of deal. So he leaves to take a load of stuff down to, down to uh, where we were moving and I was there by myself with the kids and I look again in my bathroom mirror and I look up behind me and she's behind me in the doorway and this is a good like 
25 feet away from like where the vanity was to the bedroom doorway. And I see her and she's just standing there and um, heads down, hairs covering her face. And I can see her skin is like pink, like, like when it's been burned really bad and it's like shiny healing scar tissue. Um, But that was all I saw. And again, like I told my ex about it and he's like, you're high, like you're seeing shit. And I was like, no, like this is the second time I've seen this thing. Like something's happening. Right. And so he's convincing me that I'm insane and that, you know, it's all a figment of my imagination. And I'm like, okay, maybe you're right. So like a week or so later, he goes again and he's gone and I'm by myself. And I look in that same mirror and midway between the doorway and where I was standing, saw her again, same position, just a little bit closer, same pink skin. And it's always in the mirror. It was, I saw it over my shoulder in the mirror. Oh. Never saw the face, anything, just like the head was down, the hair was covering the eyes, same like short white, like sundress, same pink skin, everything. So I didn't tell him about it that time. A week or so, maybe 10 days after that, we had the final load of stuff. He was going to drive down with the final load of stuff in the van. I was going to drive down with the kids and the dogs in my car. It was literally the night before we left. And I looked in the mirror and she was right over my shoulder. And I swear to God, her face when she looked up was my face. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> no, no, no. This is some haunting of Hill House stuff. No way. It was literally like maybe four or five feet behind me. And it was just a glimpse. But I was never like afraid or anything. I felt like it was like some kind of an omen. Um, so we, we wound up leaving and I was there for not even 30 days and I couldn't do it. I was going through withdrawals. I grabbed my kid, which was, she was like 18 months, two years old, something like that at the time. And she and I, and my dogs moved back up to our old house. And at this point, the house was completely empty because we had taken everything that we owned and we moved it down to where we had gone. So I came up and I literally just had my kid. I had a mattress on the floor. I had like a dresser in the master bedroom with a TV on top. And that was it. And so because of my addiction, you know, we didn't have much. And we, um, I had, I had two venomous snakes at the time. I had a coral snake and I had, um, a pygmy rattlesnake that I kept on top of the refrigerator in the kitchen so that she couldn't have access to it. So when she and I moved back, Um, we both slept in the master bedroom together and I was like paranoid at this point. And so every night when it would start to get dark, I would grab her and the dogs and we would all go in the master bedroom. I would lock every single door in the house and I would make sure that every door was closed. All the other bedroom doors were closed. All the bathroom doors were closed, everything, anything we needed from the kitchen. I'd bring in there like right then and there. Well, there was a, a sliding glass door that you had to pass to go from the kitchen to the master bedroom. You had to walk from the kitchen through the living room, past that sliding glass door and into the master bedroom. And um, at that point I had like a really short curtain on it. You could see like maybe three or four feet from the bottom. It was like one of those um, tapestry kind of curtain things. And um, so one night I'm walking and my kid's already asleep in the bed and I'm walking and I see what looks like, like a golem type creature, like crouched down, like very like skinny and black. And like, all I could see was like the tops of the hands and the tops of the feet. Oh my gosh. um, And I just felt like there was something outside watching me. So like my dogs, I made my dogs pee in the house that night because I wasn't about to open the door and let them outside. Like I was scared to death. And so I bought like these big blackout curtains that went floor to ceiling. um, And I moved in a roommate that was more into like Wiccan and paganism and things like that. And she blessed the house and everything. And um, she shared the bedroom with me. So like we still had stuff going on in the house and we would hear after dark, we would hear knocking start from like basically where the garage door was. And you would hear it going across the house and then you would hear it across the the sliding glass door and you would just hear like knock, 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 knock. Oh my gosh. I hate this. It's like, it's taunting you. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And then you would hear it like knock on the house and then it would go across the master bedroom windows and then just all the way around. And um, I got to the point where I wouldn't look out the windows anymore because we would see like tall black shadows and, you know, they're moving. Now, my parents live next door. So I was telling my dad, like, all these things are happening. And he's like, well, you're on drugs. So you're crazy. Like, none of this stuff is happening. 
Um, and then when the roommate moved in and she told him what was going on, he had a friend of his that was a preacher come and bless the house. And we have like, we, to this day, there's still a bottle of holy water on the, the mantle. Um, so then I started seeing what I called the walking man. And it wasn't until I heard, I think it was episode 17 where you guys were talking about the hat man. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I had told my husband the story before. And he's like, you need to listen to this episode. Like, this is what you've seen in the dining room, like through the kitchen into the dining room, just standing in the living room. We looked through, I would see this guy that looked like he was from like the twenties or thirties. And he was like black and gray. Like he looked like he was in a, out of an old TV show and he had like a very, like very nice suit and it was pinstripe and it was black and white. And he had like a bowler type hat on and he always walked facing like sh- straight across my vision, like facing straight ahead walking towards the front of the house and he never looked up. He never looked side to side. I would just see him watching, walking. And it was like watching um, a movie play and I'd see him multiple times. And I always called him the walking man. And um, finally the girl that lived with me moved out and I moved my best friend in. And even he thought that I was kind of crazy until he saw him one night, he was in the kitchen and he felt something and he turned around and he saw him. And he was just walking, like just walking through the house, like not trying to beckon or anything. Mm-hmm. And, I always and as him, scary as it is that so many people were seeing him as well, I'm glad they did because then yeah. like they knew you weren't making this up or seeing things because of anything else. Like it was well, real. Everybody that was living with me was on drugs too. So there was still like a question of the validation of, you know, is it like a, a global or group hallucination type deal? Like, there was still a lot of question as to my credibility. Um, the last time that I saw him, I was coming out of my bedroom and I saw him in the living room, which I'd never seen him in there before. It was always in the dining room, always in the same area. And at that time he was walking. It was basically like a straight shot from the fireplace through the, the living room, through the foyer into like out the front door. And at that time I felt compelled to follow him. Oh, and that's what <gasps> fucking scared me. Like you not- followed him. Oh no. my god! Ew! ew no, I, I didn't. That- I didn't. Okay. But there was like this pull. I like. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just like that one time that I saw him walking. I wanted to go. And oh my I don't gosh! Know what stopped me? I don't know what would have happened had I did. But it wasn't until I never, I never, it never occurred to me that that could have been the Hat Man. I never saw him standing in a corner. It was always, I called him the walking man or the gray man. Cause that's all I had seen of him. Um, I don't know what his intentions were after the last time that I saw him. Um, my daughter and I were asleep in bed one night and about four o'clock in the morning or so I was still awake. Well, she was asleep in the bed. I was still awake and there was like this bang and it was like a shotgun went off like over our heads And she sat bolt up right in bed and I look and all the lights in the house, I could see like under the crack in the door. And at this point, all the doors are still locked in the house. Like I'm still paranoid. I could see that the light in the hallway outside had come on and I could hear like a footstep walking from the, the bedroom door to like away from where we were in the house, like towards the living room. And so of course my kid gets up and she's like, juice. And I'm like, no. And she's like, juice. And I'm like, fuck. So we waited until daylight. So at least I could see a little bit. And so I get up and I walk in there and every door in the house was open. The oven door was open. (gasps) The microwave door was open. The venomous snakes that I had on top of the refrigerator was sitting on the stove next to it. What? Cupboards were all open. Oh my gosh. Everything in that house was open. Um, No, that is terrifying. And I, you know, this is, we've had people go over there and try to figure out what was going on. We never got an explanation. Um, we would, I would be asleep in bed and you would hear like walking through the house and you would hear like the doorknobs rattle. Like there was somebody walking around and I'm not going to lie. Like I owed a lot of people money. I had ripped off a lot of people. I had done a lot of bad stuff. So I was kind of like half convinced that it was people like true people looking for me to harm me. Oh, um, yeah. But I would hear like walking through the house and I would hear like the doorknobs rattling, like something was trying to open it. 
And I told my dad about it and he's like, you know, you're full of shit. You're a drug addict. Like you're, you have no, no credibility. Um, and that, so that had to have been really tough for you too, to navigate what was happening to you, given yeah. your state and kind of people's hesitancy to believe you at times. I'm sorry that that, that you had I to go through that. Like, I didn't know if I was crazy. I thought I was. I thought that, like, I was genuinely hallucinating everything and that everybody was right. Right. Especially when everyone's telling you, no, it's it's just the drugs. Then, yeah. you're, you know, you start believing that and then it just makes you feel like your reality is even more false and that's scary. Yeah. So yeah. do you still live there? No. Um. So here's the crazy thing is this went on from... August of 2014 until about March or March or April of 2015, nothing changed. Like my friend still lived there with me. He experienced some of the same stuff that I did. He saw some of the same things that I did. Um, it just stopped. It just stopped. And I didn't get clean for another year after that. So it wasn't that. I think that what brought it on was a lot of the violence and the negativity from living there with my ex. Um, wow. And the fear, but it just went away. And then when I met my husband now, we lived there for from 2016 to 2018 with my kids and like nothing. All of my animals, nobody was like ever set I'm on a lot so like that. Glad that it just stopped. And I, I know it's frustrating and probably like for everyone who's ever had paranormal experiences, like it's so frustrating to like not understand why it starts and why it stops and like what causes it. But like, the relief in it stopping is so I'm, I'm just like very happy that it did. Yeah. It was almost like at first I thought it was like, it was stopping long enough to give me a false sense of security. And then it, I was afraid it was going to ramp up again. And when we had like, when we had the priest come and bless, you know, with holy water, um, it stopped for a day or two and then everything started back worse. So I kind of was half expecting and I was living on edge for so long. Yeah. Um, but it just stopped and never came back. Wow. Well, I'm happy to hear that. The, yeah. That, that whole experience is just so horrifying. And it sounds like it was multiple things, multiple spirits, like from seeing the the burnt woman with your face mm-hmm. to this like crouching, creeping creature in, uh, in the corner to then like the hat man and knocking. And it just, it just seemed like, I don't know, maybe drugs also opened you up and got you, made you closer to the paranormal. Like, I feel like that also happens. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think that that was a good combination of all of it was, you know, the drugs and the the negativity and, you know, the, where my mindset was, I think that I opened a lot of it up and then having played Ouija there so long ago and not doing anything properly, I think that we might've opened some channels that were already kind of like latent. Right. Once we had an opportunity for it to just kind of go balls to the wall, it did. Well, I'm glad it stopped. And we're so grateful you shared this story with us. And we are so inspired by your journey to sobriety. And we're thank you for sharing all of this with us and being so open. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And I'm happy you you have the goats and all the animals with you. Yeah. (laughs) Your true protectors. So we're, we're actually a wildlife facility. Um, oh, you are. I mean, that's all I work with are bats. And then we take in like pigs and goats and stuff. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Will you send us photos? Will you email us photos? I will. I will. Okay. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks guys. Wow. What a way to end this episode. I, know. I hope it's not, I mean, Corinne, it looks dark where you are. It, it, did you, did you hear me like trying to really quietly flick the light on yes. without like making it? <laughs> you kind of look like you're in a spooky fog though. So oh yeah, it does it, add a spooky effect. This is one of those stories. Her story was one of those ones where like, there's so many details and so much happening that I really like listening back to them after because we we have these recorded because it's like it's one of those things where you miss certain Mm -hmm. details and it's wow oh my god also Corinne you and I we say this all the time like half the time we don't remember what we ate for breakfast so it it honestly half the time when we re-listen to these campfire stories it feels like we're listening to them again for the first time and that's the best thing about ghost stories is that they never get old yeah I just love them I attempted to do the discord Okay. So you guys can let me know if I did it right. 
I just put the link in the chat for this. So, oh, I think we did because people are joining now. Oh my gosh, how exciting. Okay, I'm going to join it. I don't know. Honestly, there's a lot of you in the chat who are like, how does Discord work? I don't know. I've, yeah, me neither. I honestly just recently heard about it and it, we're it took it out together. to just figure out how to how to write like the name of the channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're so excited. We will continue the conversation in Discord, in the group me, in our future episodes. We'll be back again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern as always. And um, just keep bringing your ghost stories. Keep emailing us your ghost stories. Keep telling your friends about our podcast and just keep coming back. We're, we love this. We love you. We love this. It's the best. I always want to end by saying I love you, which is... <laughs> I think that's, let's just make that our thing. Okay. We love you. We love you. And we will see you on the other side. Thanks again for listening. Here's a reminder that you can catch Campfire Stories live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom. Join the conversation by downloading the Spotify Greenroom app and signing up for free. You can even use your Spotify info to log in. Every Tuesday, we're chatting with you about all of the ghostly encounters and haunted happenings that leave us shivering at night. Hence the campfire. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join us for Campfire Stories live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will see you there.